0: The following program contains mature themes that may offend you and challenge you. As a result, you may paint an innumerable amount of Bristol boards, piss, and exhale fire. Call for the host to be disemboweled in the village square. Push for suppression, compelled speech, and an infinite number of deplatformings. Other listeners may experience the urge to laugh as we all hurl towards Armageddon. Tolerate diversity of thought. Control their childlike emotional impulses. Stop taking everyone and everything so seriously. But either way, listener discretion is advised. This is Unmentionable, an unhealthy dose of realism with your host, Jordan Power. Coming up on the program, we have uh, Unicole, who is a non-binary leader, cult leader, first non-binary person on the show, and probably the last, I gotta be honest. <laughs> it's just a lot of, uh, it's a lot of talking and changing and... It's uncomfortable to talk like that. And so, uh, (laughs) lovely lady. See, I did. I fucking did. I didn't mean to. Lovely person.
1: Lovely person, yes. On the
0: show. And it's really nothing against you. I just, I have a lot going on in my life. And for me to change the way I speak after 36 years.
1: Yeah. I got,
0: we're working on music. We were just, (laughs) me and Shivan were just singing in the kitchen. (laughs) I must. Because I am, uh, I'm talented. Jordan's very talented, guys. I've been songwriting for 30 days and I just wrote. A song in the kitchen. It's called "New Sex." So it's if you hear beautiful. It soon, it's very beautiful. And um, and I got the uh, I got the hook very quickly, like a b- b- few minutes. And just we were just polishing it in uh, in the kitchen. So my point is, is you know, then I gotta get out there and become a pop star. <laughs> and I don't have time to like keep up with all this stuff.
1: Anyways, Unicole <laughs> is the Yo, head of a. Officers s- have to fucking take care of all of this. Topic. Should we
0: sing them? The, should we sing them? What we were singing in the, in the.
1: <laughs> you you want to do it?
0: Okay, let's let's give them a little preview. But you want do you want oh, to show? i the too? beat. Right? Yeah, that's the
1: thing. I just do like the chorus in your like beautiful I, voice in acapella. Yeah, you No, know, it doesn't work without the. If it if it sounds bad, I can just edit this part out. No,
0: because then uh, you no, know, we don't want to play the beat. Imagine the next. It's more like legally, I don't want the beat. But okay, we'll give no, you no, no, the no, lyrics. No,
1: wait, okay, also like if this like you know how I say like if it doesn't work, I'll edit it out. The next, like the next scene, we're just talking seriously. No, you'll start
0: masturbating and not edit it out <laughs> like everything fucking else when I listen to the show, and it's like me being like, cut this out, and then you're fucking like diddling your non-binary self. <laughs> I forgot you're non-binary. That's the other thing. <laughs> That was very rude of me Okay uh, um, So this is the uh, lyrics uh, And when you hear this You're gonna be like oh my god he, he didn't change them I don't know if I'll change them that much But but it was uh, The part that we're singing is the second half of the chorus The lyrics go I'll sing in a second but it goes I always make a mess no common sense My hands on your neck no time to guess I must confess oh yes That you're giving me new sex Beautiful. So the but idea what it, what the, yeah, what we'll it. give you more the I don't want to give you the whole idea about the song, but the idea is that like when you have a lot of relationships and experiences, we'll use that term cuz it's very umbrella. Some of you getting jerked off in a parking lot, that's still an experience. But when you have a lot of experiences <laughs> in life, you it's trouble you you can't really fall for someone and connect with them in the way that you could when you were 18 before the world just grinded you down. And so you always oscillate between these two worlds because you essentially are trying to have sex and connect, connect with this person. But behind you, there's a graveyard of people that were supposed to be your ever after. And they're lined there and they've calloused your heart, let's say. And so last night, I, was, I just woke up at... Uh, it was like three three in the morning. Well, I couldn't really sleep. I kind of slept for a bit, and then my body just woke me up. I swear to God. This yeah, is why it was yeah, like yeah. an out-of-body experience, because I, I sent a message to my producer today, and I was like, I wrote the whole lyrics last night. It just 20 minutes. It was like a demon was inside me. Yeah, yeah
1: I get that. Which is
0: usually good work.
1: Yeah, always, always.
0: Because for Famous Anus, <clears> when I was writing my book, available on Amazon, yeah, when I was buying it I, or, or writing it, I would put lines in my phone, jokes that I came up with, like uh, I have a really rare blood type. HIV positive. It was like something like that. <laughs> I don't know, it was like the jokes, like the one where anyone you can give it to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, I remember are that. Kind of yeah, nodding, yeah, and yeah. you're like, I think he said I'm like HIV positive or something. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. so it's this just
1: subconscious, bro. It says like you put in your subconscious and it comes out. Yeah.
0: So I was um, thinking of the concept of new sex and kind of just general lines, and this literally flew. I'll, I won't give you the whole thing, but this literally like flew out of me in a fury in this room. I had yeah. the red light on. Nice. And I, and it nice. just, um th- I'll just give you the verse one. It says, I still study the egg- exits, but now it's you I light up for. Uh, evaporated stardust on your tile floor. My newest obsession. Hope you don't mind all my lessons. Wicked fire always spreads free and you're just so careless when it comes to me.
1: You gotta sing it. This doesn't like, it d- doesn't get. Okay, you- no, let's just
0: sing them the hook that we were okay, just singing. Okay, just do the hook. Yeah, yeah. But like, I
1: feel like I need the beat to do it. do another metronome.
0: I need like a, a that like key guidance of the can song. Just play in the like we play a,
1: everything on the fucking show. We play okay. like okay, wait, we're, we're church oh, choirs and lyrics. Stuff.
0: Okay, uh, okay, can you give me the beat? I think it's is that fa- too fast?
1: Start the beat yourself and then I'll follow. I think it's no.
0: Wait, <laughs> wow, what a musician! Wow,
1: he's pop star. Okay,
0: so um, it's. Uh, I can't get the key right I always make a mess No common sense My hands on your neck No time to guess I must confess Oh yes That you're giving me new sex And then It goes up a bit Did you
1: see how we harmonized? (laughs) And then
0: New sex
1: sex (laughs) it sounds much better it sounds much better in person too but we were also
0: debating now that you're involved in the production yeah guys what do you think we were debating because i really think there's something sexy about like there's three registers to my voice obviously there's the falsetto and then um kind of just regular voice and then there's a really low voice that i can actually get very low on so instead of saying like that you're giving me new New sex." sex like that Go really into the lower register and hold it. It's that like, hold on, that you're giving me new sex. I just think mm. that's like sexier, yeah, yeah rock yeah. star, yeah, and kind of hold it and then new no sex, new no sex. <laughs> Anyways, wow. you're welcome for the preview. <laughs> okay, this is what I wanted to talk about before that. Stay tuned. So I went to this, um party the other day and sometimes you make a bad decision right you you buy a (laughs) ticket to something and go oh i'm there's trash here sometimes every fucking week (laughs) yeah especially when you're 36 going to parties you're like dad's here you just have this feeling like Uh, physically i'm here mentally i'm in orange county we've talked about this before so the best part about all this new woke thing is i realized is that they're scared to touch you sexually because when i was a youngin we used to go to government and we would put all our drugs in our balls And sometimes government was this big nightclub and we'd put our drugs in our balls. Oh, you know, no one's gonna go that deep. We kind of tape it behind our sack was our move okay i'm gonna say this is someone's gonna hear it next time i'm gonna go to a place an event they're gonna be like we know your little trick yeah, yeah but they yeah. don't give, really give a shit and then our friend one time she had all our mdma pills under her boobs like she had a wire wow and she had nine pills in her tits and she had this really thick wire and they would kind of feel but they really couldn't feel them and i guess some woman knew her trick so she pulled her bra out and all the pills <gasps> dropped
1: what the fuck?
0: Yeah, and then that was, like, all our pills for the night. What the fuck? And we were like, no!
1: No fucking way, yeah. bro.
0: So anyways, I went to this party, and yeah. one of the advantages of the woke thing now is that they don't want to touch you that much. So, right. like, they really are, like, scared of triggering someone. Right. Like, you could bring a fucking AR-15 <laughs> in your nuts <laughs> into this place. I swear into to God. The, the guy, this is how he tapped me down. He was, just... just he didn't even get close to my balls.
1: Whoa.
0: I could have had, like, a... Far, like, it was kind of on a moment. I'm like, I could, I could have, like, $10,000 worth of drugs and just, like, moved it in here. But anyways, th- that's not what the point of what no, I was getting to. The guys. point I was getting to is, like, I realize every party you're at has, like, a rape range. And it's the... <laughs> I don't know what the scale goes to, but it's like, it's, like, the likelihood that you might get raped. Yes. And I kind of know my range of parties. Like, South America, I know there's a high chance... That some guy would put a finger in my butthole because I'm blonde (laughs) and adorable.
1: Oh my god! Right,
0: so I just know that that goes higher on the range. Like if you're at a kiddie pool, is it just
1: like a gay thing? Like
0: no, but if you're at like a kiddie pool and you're hanging, the chances of you getting like anally raped are extremely low. Right, like there's parents not at my house around. But I went into this party and I realized I had started (laughs) to exceed my default rape range.
1: Like it just had this
0: vibe That I just I looked around the party And I go Oh people There's gonna be some takedowns tonight Like I just knew Like it felt like There was rapist energy In the air Oh what the fuck At this party Not like Like more straight guy Energy But I just see all these Like little defenseless girls Dancing And I was like This place I I said And I said to my friend He's like What's wrong And I was like It's outside my range I was like I can feel my alarm going off He's like What range And I was like The rape range (laughs) (laughs) every event you go to you it's like the range if you're going to get raped and then it's like it starts climbing yeah and i knew it was outside my range like red so we went to another
1: party for real yeah just it also wasn't a great crowd but it was like didn't you allow it looked like it manifest like something happened so we could like have more content for the show Or something. No, I went to another party because,
0: well, the weirdest thing, it was like it didn't have like a default crowd. Usually you go to a a place in Toronto and there's like a default crowd, right? Like Young and Dundas. Indians. (laughs) Dancing. In large numbers. That's just the Indian area now. I don't know. That happened very quick. Yes. (laughs) Carrie Lake has some thoughts on that. But the point is, is that you go to you go to this event and i you know i'm expecting a certain vibe and then you get to an event and you kind of like look at the vibe like what's the vibe around here and it was there was no vibe it was yeah. just, it looked like an airport yeah <laughs> like it was 6 year old women two of them in bikinis and then it was like 19 year old people there wasn't like a default race there wasn't really a default fashion except terrible <laughs> there wasn't like a default energy to the room it just looked like an airport and it's kind of weird to go to a party like that like usually if you're in an age range like you're 25 you go to a party and everyone's kind of like 22 to 30 ish Right. but i went and there was no different age groups ethnicities like bad fashion more bad fashion
1: which club is this
0: it was called Sunnyside Pavilion. It's a place in Toronto. Okay. But anyways, we went to another place because I was just like, it just had a weird, yeah, the, rape, a, the rape range was high and it was like an airport. It was like a, it was like being at the airport. Like they're just, you did not even know how to fit in. <laughs> like you're trying to look, you're always kind of looking for like your tribe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was just kind of, you know, you look for the gays and all that. Were
1: people talking or they just, everyone's just dancing. No, they
0: were dancing because everyone was on drugs, but I wasn't on drugs. Right. Because okay. I'm serious about my music career. Nice. But no I did it. I just like looked around and I was
1: just like Jesus Christ oh, I man get it, bro. I get it I have seen I've seen that kind of crowd yeah it was the music good at least
0: no I went to another party and then there was this girl and, sh- and she's friends with a friend of mine and she has two girlfriends that she imported from South America and she's like the queen dyke <laughs> of the group <laughs> and so whenever we couldn't find her we just pictured these two imports like, eating her out in the washroom because she's just like she's the money maker one and then she's got this like hot venezuelan girlfriend and then Yo. hot v- brazilian girlfriend that she imported both of them i do not know you could do that i think wow. you had to pick one and then they live in she has this like haram of lesbian whores <laughs> that she lives with and it's like a flip because it's like kind of like you you picture like a man like yeah. A big pimp.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: it's like this chick, and I just picture in like a gold. We were saying she lives in like a golden chair, <laughs> and she's got this haram of ladies that she imported that live in her house, and apparently there's lots of drama. The, uh, Shocking. I mean, yeah. Let's see things that are dra- uh, come with drama: women, uh, lesbians, two lesbians, and the cherry South Americans. If there wasn't drama, I would be like wow it's like when when the stars all align you're like and it's perfect and they don't yell at each other and pull each other's hair and scream about god knows what they're passionate people bordering on psychotic with the love just with the love they're good in other ways but south americans love like i remember my friend and i we would meet guys in south america and we'd make out with them for like 10 minutes And then you'll get bored. And then literally (laughs) they would be like asking us about coming to Canada and meeting our parents. Like one guy slept with him. And then the next day he was telling, asking me when he was going to come to uh, Christmas with my family. Like when he's like, when am I going to see you at Christmas with your family? I'm like, you're not even going to see me tomorrow. So (laughs) let's, (laughs) let's not count our eggs before they're hatched. Is that the saying? (laughs)
1: Like,
0: (laughs) what are we doing here? (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) That was the time I woke up It's in my book Famous Santa's available on Amazon I woke up in the middle of Rio And I was in a guy's bedroom And I Ben (laughs) Wink My friend in the book Was like Just the only rule is Don't go home with anyone Yeah And then I was like Yeah yeah And he's like Don't be an idiot for once And I was like I'm not gonna go home with anyone And then like the first night That we went out I went home with some guy Oh I woke up. I woke up In the middle of his apartment Like really bad hangover And the whole apartment was white what? And I had kind of like no recollection how I got there or where I was in Rio. And I started like looking down just for like kidney scars. You know, they just like what take one of your kidneys.
1: What the fuck? And then
0: I somehow made it home to. And then that was the guy that was completely in love with me the whole time.
1: What the fuck? Because bro? the
0: default is, is like when you're not connected to people, when you don't chase them, you're just kind of like whatever, people yeah. throw themselves at you. Yeah, yeah, no. but Even I if you're get not that. that person, do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My advice. <laughs> Fake it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Let's get to the guest because daddy's going to go work on the music. So, Unicult is the head of a cult leader. Joan, join unicult.com, UNI cult. It's $11.11 to join. You have to go on Etsy. There's a paper form. And then she was talking about something which, like, I don't even, that went weird. Because then she started getting wokey about certain people have periods.
1: Menstrual... P- blood. Female types, she oh, said. that's Oh, that stuff's probably in the Patreon, though. Okay.
0: So, uh, Rolling Stone's written a hit piece on her. Vice has done a documentary and a hit piece on her. And so, you know, you're doing something interesting in society and disrupting the narrative. Whether that's positive or negative is totally up to you and whatever your subjective reality is. But she is has a very interesting story. She goes into her suicide attempt and she goes into... I guess it's not she. See, I'm doing it. Yeah,
1: Zer. Z.
0: I'm not doing that. So, yeah. Unicole talks about their father. Zer. Zer's father. Zer's father.
1: It's, it's a cool story. My but music's going to be
0: great. <laughs> You're giving me new sex. <laughs> Um, anyways, goes into all that goes into sort of things that are going on in society and a little bit of the temperature of where things are at, our values and how things are changing. And then the idea of taking over the idea of cult and saying this, yes, I am a cult. Most people kind of run from that idea or any accusations over their career, but Unicol see, I did it. Unicol has embraced the idea of that. And so people, Online, traditionally, a large of the uh, large amount of the people are neurodivergent, and so we went and all that. So yeah, that's coming up on the program. We hope you enjoy that, and stay tuned for new sex dropping soon.
2: Bye. Mm. Mm.
0: We are here with uh, Unicole Unicorn. I'm just Jordan power yeah, I'm just boring sure. yeah. um the leader of an internet called i just go- i googled you and you must be doing something right because immediately people are starting to do hit, hit pieces on you is that something that you <laughs> take do yeah you, do you how do you react when someone writes an article that you don't feel like is representative of what you're doing
2: well the the one that i think you're probably referring to um was very, it was written and published during a very dramatic time, you know, so like the stakes were very high and it's, it's a very clickbait article in the sense that the headline is not what the article reflects at all. Like if you actually read, but it takes until you get to the very bottom of the article, there's a paywall. And so I felt like it was really frustrating because I was misrepresented there. Um, But over, I mean, and especially because that, Uh, journalist interviewed me for like almost a year about other stuff and then she just went for the low-hanging fruit and tried to sensationalize something um it's it's frustrating and it definitely like delegitimized my work for a period of time to certain people um but ultimately like i think people who are following me know what i believe and and know how the media works luckily
0: well it says I, i assume you're referring to the rolling stone one It says TikTok cult leader. I mean, I get accused of stuff like this all the time. TikTok cult leader pivots to preaching anti-vax conspiracy theories. I'm guessing that basically what? You just questioned the vaccine like most people. I said people
2: should be allowed to do what they want with their bodies.
0: How controversial. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. It's, cra- it's just crazy, the brainwashing, because, you know, I, I've said to so many people, at what point are you anti-vax when I've had probably, I don't know, 40, 50 vaccines over my life yeah. with all the childhood <laughs> schedule? And then the one you question that's still in the clinical trial suddenly, you know, and it's, and it's so strange because you see how people's programming takes over and that, like, they start almost parroting the talking points of big pharma and these corporations, almost like a conduit for them. And it was such
2: a weird time. It was so strange because literally months earlier, people were like, defund the police, fuck the government. <laughs> yeah. Then like a few months later, they were like, do what the government says. Yeah. We're all going to die. And it's it's like, what? how all of a sudden are you trusting this? How all of a sudden, like, you know, it's an oligarchy. You know, like, you know that people aren't being allowed to like sue if things go wrong with this vaccine. Like, you you know that they don't. And, and then it's, and then even if you don't have the intuition, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, and people, people aren't really even like able to hold that in their brain. I don't think people no. who got the vaccine, they're not, there's, I even hear people say like, oh, I got COVID again for like the third time after being vaccinated. Um, thank God I had the vaccine or I would have gotten it more. <laughs> Or something it's like, like that, you know, you know that? Like, they, they oh. just think like they're really convinced that it that it worked or are, something. Are you
0: are you amazed because you're someone who seems very hyper attuned to society and people's programming? Are you amazed at how easily people are manipulated by whether it's the media or just oligarchic messaging? Is, is it is it alarming to you? Is it unsettling?
2: I think, I mean, and that's, it's like the question of, are you awake? Right. And and I think it's this idea of just being aware of the larger system and like the powers that have been at play for a very long time. And you can either look at the world and you can say, wow, people are horrendously incompetent or you can look at the world and say, wow, it seems like there's an agenda to keep us in a certain state. And for me, it's like, I, I look at the people in my life, I look at the people around me, they're not incompetent. No, People are generally not that stupid that they would design a system that just harmed everyone that walked through the door. (laughs) But it's like almost all of our systems are directly and seriously harming people and everyone knows they could be better. So for me, it's like, how, how do you not see it? And so many people just assume it's, you know, incompetency or it's just the way things are. But for me it's ever it's been shocking for a very long time, yeah.
0: Were you the precocious young kid who was questioning everything from a very young age?
2: You would think so, but I was so determined to be good and to um, please people and to get along with people and like being undiagnosed autistic or neurodivergent, whatever you want to call it, starseed, you know, whatever I am. Um, it was just amplified i really just wanted to do what was right so i definitely like saw through everything but i was just like i must be wrong and i just like gaslit myself until i was about 18 and i i learned enough and i saw enough and i said the society we're living in is unsustainable you know all the plastic stuff we buy at the store like there's chinese people dying to make it and we just throw it away and it, you know that's really where it started for me was just that being a, you know, raised as a teenage girl and realizing like all the things I was told to do ended up just being so vapid and empty and like destroying the planet and and not fulfilling and not helpful. And and so I, yeah, I, I definitely think that could have been me if I had the right people around me, but uh, everyone was pretty, pretty programmed, pretty indoctrinated that I grew up around and I tried to follow along with it Did until th- I couldn't anymore
0: is there something that young girls are taught that you know being a good girl is not questioning things is not is just kind of falling in line is that something like that you just a lot of it's just girls-
2: like it's like don't worry about that just go shopping yeah don't worry <laughs> about that pretty. get a boyfriend don't worry about that paint your nails don't worry about that what's the next fashion you know and and growing up when I grew up it was a lot of there's this lot of energy around food you know just be skinnier stop eating eat a tissue, you know, Paris Hilton was literally telling people to eat tissue. So all the women in my, you know, vicinity were walking around. They could they couldn't even think about questioning things or thinking deeply or challenging the system. they were all starving themselves.
0: Was there a specific event? Like in my experience, I remember the Iraq war, the weapons of mass destruction, the million people that were killed. That kind of kicked off for me a journey of questioning the media structure, which I worked in uh, politics, big pharma, how money moves, how money's fake. Was there a specific event in your life where things started to unravel in terms of your awakening?
2: The Iraq war was a big one for me too. I was young and I, you know, I just, I read an Al Franken book, Lies and the Lying Liars Who Tell Them. And I was like, oh damn, like they said that it was Iraq, but it was Iran. And you know, and you're just like, this is all. And then it's just so weird. Like George Bush is on the TV saying, go shopping.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, that's Stimula- literally he the advice they gave us. Stimulate the economy,
2: us. yeah. You <laughs> were going to <laughs> war, go shopping. And I think that's when it really hit me because, like, I was already starting to question this, like, commercialization and, you know, materialism and everything. And then it's like, go shop, go shopping. And I just, I saw that it was for oil. And then I thought everybody else saw it too. And so, and I was kind of living in my own bubble. And then when I, you know, showed up to school and everyone was like, Excited that that Bush was winning or going to win, I I just it it just baffled me. You know, I just I couldn't I couldn't believe how at that point I was like, really, I can't believe how easily these people are being tricked.
0: Mm -hmm. There's there's a saying that there's a tax you have to pay for being awake and enlightened and someone who's questioning things. The tax is that you feel very lonely and isolated a lot of the time. Is that something that you like? Why you developed the internet cult is sort of a way to connect to people. Did you like? Did you yeah, feel that absolutely.
2: from a young age? I mean, i I've definitely been like pretty agoraphobic, you know, not really socializing, not really leaving the house. Um, finding a lot of solace online. Even when I did start questioning the Iraq War, it was through a lot of like political cartoons that i that I found and that were educating me in certain ways. And um, I I've always really appreciated the amount of information and variety of information you can get online. And then. I was also able to connect to more people who were like me. I'm from a pretty small farm town, and um, it wasn't until my t- mid-20s that I even came in contact with people who were like me, even online.
0: When you say like me, do you mean star Seeds? Because this is the one of the things I'm really interested in is this idea—because there's a lot of talk right now of— UFOs, which I kind of believed in UFOs until the government started telling me that they're UFOs, and then I said, <laughs> yeah. oh, "Okay, wait, never mind, <laughs> I'm out." <Yeah. laughs> like I, I was there, but you know, because my thinking was, you know, if if they're gonna come all this way for what to colonize the planet, I don't know. I don't know what I believe when it comes to UFOs. But uh, one of the articles that's come up is people believe that they are descendant, they're aliens themselves, descendants from aliens. Can you explain this whole star seed thing?
2: Yeah, I, I really one hundred percent feel confident that my soul has existed in previous lifetimes and that the majority of those lifetimes were off planet. I'm coming in at a different vibratory rate, a different energy signature, however you want to think about it. Um, I'm not someone who vibrates at the same frequency that the majority of people or this planet or the systems on this planet operate on. So um I feel more connected to The future, I would say, because I do think we're going through this singularity of spirituality and technology, and the vibration is increasing on the planet. Um, But yeah, I I I believe I am a star seed, which is just the fact that I believe I'm an alien consciousness born in a human body. And you and yeah, I do mean people like that. You know, it took me a long time to find other people like that, and and once I did, it was it was such a beautiful, beautiful thing, you know, because it's, it's, it's extremely weird to be so weird.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess weird is so subjective, right? Like what's, you know, I've heard some people say that people that are schizophrenic or, or have different mental illnesses that they're, they're operating just at a different level, that they're just more awake to what's going on. Do you feel like that's something you realized when you were a young age, you just kind of felt like, you were just operating in a different world. The way you saw everything, the way you connected with people, is that?
2: Like, yeah, absolutely. Are the people. It's I, I. really think of it as nervous system sensitivity. There's a someone named Itzhak Itzhak Bentov who was the person who helped write the Gateway papers, the Gateway process from the CIA. And he's got his own books, and um, there's a video of him on YouTube talking, it's an old video, but he's talking about how as the vibration increases, we're going to have more and more people who are more sensitive. And some there's a, there's a bell curve, you know, the majority of people are in this specific frequency, you've got people who are extra sensitive to extra sensory stimuli, things that exist beyond the uh, five senses as we're taught. Um, and I, I think I definitely had that sensitivity growing up. My parents met at a nuclear bomb facility, so they were exposed to high levels of radiation. Wow. And um I read that and right. I was exposed to high levels of radiation in vitro, and so I really think that like genetically I'm an abnormality um and then that allowed my soul to incarnate.
0: So these people that you connect with the star seeds are 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 so some of them autistic or some of them schizophrenic or what are, they're
2: do- all neurodivergent yeah right. and um i've definitely been very close with uh schizophrenic people and autistic people and um, undiagnosed people and people who are diagnosed with way too many things than you would even believe and i do yeah i mean especially with schizophrenia i i think they're just turned on more i i talked to a neuroscientist once and he was telling me That they don't have in schizophrenic brains they don't have the ability to turn off the sound of a dripping faucet like most people do you know you hear a dripping faucet you hear it for a little while but eventually you stop hearing it and i think the fact that they can't and their brain is constantly registering it as loud as ever um is a metaphor or an example of how they're probably experiencing all of all of the stimuli um from this dimension and and others
0: Right. So they just go through life tortured in a way.
2: Totally. And there's Mm -hmm. no guidance, right? So these are the shamans. These are the healers. These are the people who can connect with demons and angels and aliens and, you know, all all these ghosts and entities. I worked in a crystal store in Hollywood for a while. And Hollywood's crazy. If you've ever been there, it's like, I don't know the homeless people there are like, (laughs) I mean, it's really hardcore. Like the, like we think Hollywood, we think, Oh, Hollywood. It's not like that. It's like a very dark and weird place. And, um, and a lot of homeless people who were tuned in or who were connected to intense deities or demons or angels or whatever would, you know, they to the point that they're debilitated from functioning, they were attracted to the crystal store and they would come in and just tell me, you know, all the, all the about all the gods and goddesses they were channeling and the it, they were just totally tormented and plagued and they had no resources to be able to even validate that it was happening, let alone mitigate it or, you know, put it into any kind of helpful organization in their brain.
0: It's so interesting to see it to see it like that, because we just think, oh, that's a person that's not awake. But (laughs) it's actually the inverse is when you when you walk down the street, you're like, oh, that person's probably more tuned to what's going on than 99 percent of people.
2: I had a friend describe it like this. When someone's like walking down the street, having an argument with no one, it's just like they're wearing Bluetooth. We just can't see the Bluetooth, right? you know? (laughs) They're wearing a Bluetooth headphones to another dimension, we just can't see it.
0: What is, you mentioned vibrational activity. What is, what would be low vibrational activity? Because I've heard some people say like, you know, that person's, you know, doesn't line up with my vibration or they'll criticize certain pop music as being low vibration. How would you define for, in just in layman's terms for the people listening, what is low vibrational activity?
2: Honestly, I would say that we all have a compass inside of ourselves to be able to determine what that is. And I don't think that I can proclaim that any one thing is 100% inherently low or high vibrational. Um, for me, it's the idea that we're living in this duality reality. Some things are going to keep you trapped in these negative feelings, which you yourself can say if it's negative or not, which is fear and, you know, things we we generally think of like that versus the higher vibration, which would be things like empowerment or trust or freedom or love or gratitude, you know. Um, But again, like I I try not to make judgment calls because I really do see beyond the duality and I see like the value in all energy and all types of energy. But at the same time, I do think there are, you know, just like there's different spectrums of light, there's different colors, there's different qualities of quote-unquote vibration or, or energy. And and generally speaking, we have a compass inside ourselves and we can attune ourselves to what I call higher vibrational
0: Is there things energy. that are universally bad energy, bad activities? Because, you know, you think of like what would erode your dopamine receptors, say like a porn addiction or something like that or different activities that would kind of mess with your brain. Is there something that universally you notice in terms of looking at society decay in society? things that you see people getting up to that you think are destructive behaviors or patterns
2: I think I think like really it comes down to harm if you're attempting to harm yourself or others I think that's universally negative because we're all one um if you're attempting to help yourself and others at this like simultaneously and assuming that by helping others you're helping yourself by helping yourself you're helping others um that's generally high vibration i really i really believe in the fact that like we have so many different types of people on this planet um i can't possibly say that watching porn or having a porn addiction is bad for every single person like there's going to be one person who that just like you know (laughs) (laughs) makes their life like (laughs) so good or something but of course generally speaking we have a certain type of brain function and our limbic system getting co-opted is not a good thing
0: you mentioned in I think it was 2012 you, you tried to commit suicide. What was your life like mentally before that point?
2: Yeah, um, it's actually in 2009, but then 2012 is when I finally like got my feet back on the ground and and sort of woke up. But um, did you say what was my mindset?
0: Yeah, what what was it like? Because you know you you seem like you're in a better place. You know you've you have a community online. You're well spoken, well measured. But I I know a lot of people they have to go through life just this meandering journey where they're trying to figure their, their place in the world and figure out themselves. What what were you like? Was it was it not fitting into someone who's not neurodivergent or were there other things that were plaguing you?
2: It was everything. I mean it was I realized that society was unsustainable. I didn't have a spirituality. My spirituality was nihilism atheism. Um I was subscribing to the belief that humans are a plague on the planet and that we were ruining everything. And that by existing, I was taking, I didn't understand the balance of being able to give and take. And I just felt like a burden. And I felt um, very sensitive to the pain of the entire world. And when I looked into the future, and I thought about the future, I just saw all of the systems and how toxic and broken they were, you know. So I thought, well, I'm going to graduate college, I'm going to be in debt, I'm going to have to get a job I hate, I'm going to be stuck in that job. I'm going to get married and it's going to be exciting at first. And then I'll end up hating my spouse. And then I'll have a kid and then they'll not want to be alive. Right. You know, so I just didn't have any hope. And I was totally over medicated. I was on, you know.
0: Okay. So this conversation goes into a very interesting direction after here from suicide attempt to launching the online cult, personal attacks. And then we go into a little bit about. The system of life the way that the media is set up kind of some of the themes that we usually talk about on this show some eye-opening stuff so if you want to get the rest of the interview it's patreon.com slash unmentionable podcast you can also go also go on the app store and look for patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n and join that way if not we will talk to you next week
1: bye